All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome in Mr. Brad Arnold, the lead vocalist of the internationally known super rock band Three Doors Down. What is up, Brad? Oh, man, nothing to it. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing real good, man. Just uh, just a real thrill, an honor to have you in the podcast show, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, hey, man, let's talk about this greatest hit CD that Three Doors Down has out, man. Talk about that. Some good stuff on there. Yeah, man. You know, we went back and uh, went back through the songs through the years, and uh, and kind of picked out. You know, some of the songs are obviously going to be on there, but some of them was kind of hard decision of as to which one went on and which one didn't. You know, because some of them were kind of the equal in, in kind of what they'd done. But uh, um, but we felt like we went back and we put together a good collection of the songs through the years, and then we went back and uh, actually. Not only did we remaster them, but we re, uh, remixed them as well. And that was kind of a, a little bit difficult, you know, because there's a lot of different tracks and there's, that you put down when you're recording songs, and not all of them necessarily, um, you know, make that final kind of mix and stuff. And, you know, so to go back through all those years and go collect people's works that different producers have done, uh, Jack knows a few job on it and then we uh, decided to put three new songs on there and um, we're really proud of those new songs man One Light is one of my favorite songs we've done in a while because it's a good positive song about you know making the world a better place and coming together and, and being that light that shines uh, Goodbyes is my favorite songs we've done in a long time it's, it's just a you know it's an, I always say to the crowd it's not necessarily the happiest song but it's a song that I think people mm-hmm. can identify with and um, uh, There's a Life is, is No doubt about it. It's a good collection of songs. Um, and you guys had so many hit songs over the years. It was just a matter of time before Greatest Hits record would be would be released. What was the thinking behind the timing of it, though? Why why now? We, you know, we just felt like it was a good kind of career marker. You know, we, we go back and, you know, you figure you're going to put on put uh, ten, nine or ten new songs on there and and, uh, and we felt like we had those and it just kind of seemed like a good time to, to go back and revisit those and you know a lot of times people say well you're done you know you put out a great hits record we're not you know we're going to do we're going to do this for a long long time you know and, and uh, we, we, we love to do this and, and uh, so no signs of stopping well that, that, that's what I was going to ask you next that's a good segue into my next question um when can the fans expect some new, brand new material, brand new CD, new tour, stuff like that coming? Well, we're playing on a couple of different ideas right now. We're, we're writing songs at Three Doors Down, and I'm starting to write some stuff actually for uh, for a country project I've wanted to do for a long time. And uh, so I'm going to do that pretty soon, too. So we're just kind of juggling with uh, with the, when we're going to do what thing, you know. And uh, But I know one thing, it's kept me busy the last week. <laughs> I know it has. Now you you mentioned something about a country project. Um, will this be a solo a solo type effort on your part, just to do your own thing with country music? It will be. It will be. But you know, I'm. You grow up in South Mississippi. You grow up on country music. You know, I love rock and roll. But I love country too. You know, and uh, and you know, if you really think about it, I mean, uh, so many of our songs. Uh, especially off the last couple of records, man. If you change the instruments around a little bit, they would almost, they would almost be a country song. So, uh, so it's not something that's going to be too much of a stretch for me to do, you know. Um, 
and it, you know, normally when I meet somebody somewhere, and, and uh, especially here in, in Nashville, and uh, I'll be out somewhere, and people hear the way I talk. They, they say, "What do you do for a living?" And I say, "Oh, I'm singing a band." Oh, really? In a country band? They just automatically kick <laughs> me in a country band anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. You know, I live in Mississippi myself, in Brandon, Mississippi, and. We're awful proud to say that Three Doors Down is is Mississippi homegrown, man. It's it's, it's awesome um, that Mississippi has such. And we're proud to be from there. Yeah, man. You know what? When I saw you at the uh, Mississippi Braves uh, baseball game the other day, you were um, as you always are, man. So supportive of the troops. You're surrounded by the National um, Army National Guard and. Um, you're just a huge supporter of the troops, man. I wanted to talk about that a little bit, about how um, your support for the troops really, really impacts everybody. Well, you know, those guys do so much for us, man, and that's the least, the absolute least we can do is show our support for what they do for us, you know. And uh, and we love those guys, and we actually went down and uh, uh, spent this past Saturday down at Camp Shelby. You know, they're outside of Hattiesburg, mm-hmm. and they took us out on the firing range, and we went out there and... Uh, Shot some, uh, shot some machine guns, uh, shot the Barrett 50 Cal, shot the Bradley fighting vehicle, and ultimately shot a, uh, a M1 Abrams tank, which is, wow. I mean, it's the baddest tank in the world. And when you, that thing, man, I, you know, of course you got on uh, earplugs and all that stuff, and you still pretty much have to put your hand over your ears around this thing. Because, <laughs> I mean, you are, they call out, you know, right, right before, every time before it fires, so that you're not sitting there just completely off guard, but you, are sitting there waiting on it. And when this thing, when that cannon fires on that tank, you feel it in your soul. I mean, it's, it's, it's so powerful. But, you know, we do a lot of stuff for those guys, and, and we're proud to do it. And, uh, you know, and they do a lot of stuff for us. They sponsor our foundation, uh, the Better Life Foundation, which we have down in Tunica, Mississippi, mm-hmm. every year. And, um, and the National Guard helps us out with that, and they sponsor the event every year. Um, a lot of the soldiers, they they do the Dixie to ruin, uh, Tony Shackelford and a lot of those guys, and, and uh, they work really hard on it. And, and uh, David Spencer and, and so many people work, you know, from the Guard, and they do so much for us. Mm. So true, man. My nephew, um, Brendan, he's a U.S. Marine. He's actually in Afghanistan right now, and he's coming home. In um, in about two more weeks, I've I've actually booked my flight to go out there and, and see him see him land. He's he's uh, stationed out at Twenty Nine Palms, so uh, you know I'm a, I'm a, I come from a military oh, family. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. Um, that's awesome, man. Well, God bless you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, we're we're a big military family. That's why we really appreciate what you do for, for the troops. You and the whole band, you guys are great. Well, man, we appreciate y'all sincerely. Man, let's um. I want to talk about the, the the three doors down back in the day when when you guys were banging the phones trying to get radio stations to play, and then of course Kryptonite hit, and that was basically what propelled you guys to uh, to international fame. Um, to, when, when you when you reflect back, man, did, in your wildest imagination, could you have just thought where well, you would be where you are now? Never, man. I, you know. I... I tell the crowd sometimes we're sitting there talking about the greatest hits record and stuff on stage. I'm kind of talking about it. And, you know, I tell them every night, you know, I never thought we'd have a hit, much less a greatest hit record. I mean, you know, we've been, we've been doing this now. We've been, well, we've been a band for 18 years. But we've been touring now for, for 13 years and going into our fourth year, uh, 14th before too long. And, uh, man, you know, we used to 
against each other even when we first did even get behind and started touring around and stuff and Todd Todd's always been the one that kind of asked the most about man you think we man, you think we can do this 20 years I said yeah I don't see why not you know but mm-hmm. and you know and here we are still doing it you know and and uh, by the grace of God we have the best fans in the world and, and God has blessed us all tremendously and um, and you know, it's just, we're 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 just blessed. You know, it's not lucky. It's not it's not any of that. We we've just been blessed in our lives, and we have some great great fans. Is there any song that was successful that turned out to be successful that that surprised you that that maybe you didn't think that song would do as well, but it surprised you? You know what, Kryptonite, really. You know, I, I thought that song, you know, I thought it was kind of a cool song, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a catchy little thing, and, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, but I never thought that that song would be what it was. And, you know, honestly, on the next record, when we recorded it, and we were thinking about putting Here Without You on there, I mean, there was a time that we, uh, I, a couple of us kind of didn't want it on the record as much, and, oh, wow. and we went ahead and put it on there, and I, I really wanted it on there, but, um, I, I thought it was a cool song, but we were like, man, that's just kind of a slow song, you know? It's like, <laughs> well, but thank God we did, because I think that song wound up being our biggest song, pretty much. You know, when I first heard that song, it was really the first time I heard you guys um, ever when that song came out. I mean, I heard about you guys in Mississippi, you know, doing your thing on, and locally, but when you went out, and when Kryptonite went, went big, what what really caught me about the song was that it was almost a breath of fresh air because it was just some straight up rock and roll again, and at the time there was just a lot of other stuff that I wasn't really into. Do you think you kind of tapped into into something with that song where the fans have been missing that that style of music? I think so, man. You know, I think that really had a lot to do with it because it was just so different when it came out. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's not like it was you know a super written song or anything like that. It was just it was just kind of like. It's kind of like lightning in a bottle. You know, you can't predict it happening. We wrote that song when we were 16 years old in, in, in 30 minutes, you know. And wow. I wrote this song, uh, lyrics in, in, uh, in high school algebra class and then took it to practice that day uh, and uh, played through it one time. And Matt was sitting there. I said, man, I said, you, uh, you think you can write some music for that? And the first notes off his guitar was the, the notes to that song. And Todd had just came in, and he was back, and he was lived in a little house trailer, you know, like a little house trailer. The hall kind of goes up the side of it. I was, I was sitting behind the drums, and in a, in a spot that you could kind of see down that hall. And he stuck his head out the shower door, out the bathroom door. He said, "What is that?" <laughs> and we said, "Man, that's a hit song. Hurry up, get out of the shower, and come play it with us." <laughs> and, uh, and it never really changed to that, to that day. We never really changed that song very much at all. It stayed just just like it was and even from going to uh, the local studio we recorded that song down in Biloxi uh, that's how he got signed um, mm-hmm. through CPR down there and um, and even from then to the like the actual recording that we put out on the on, on Universal um, we didn't change that song we actually made an effort not to change it at all mm-hmm. and uh, and still some people could tell the difference and they're like oh it's old version better it's like <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I like it was. You know, it was nothing fancy about the song. It was. It was a great song. It was. It was. It made your foot tap. It got your blood pumping. But it wasn't fancy. And I think people just appreciated that. It was just straight up rock and roll, and and people were longing for that because 
you know, there was just a lot of bands around there, and I respect any band's efforts, but the music was just kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of boring at the time, and then that song came out, and it just had that change to it. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Here Without You. Now, that, this is, basically, it's an anthem song. I mean, I think I'm correct in saying that. It's, it's one of your songs that, that everybody knows it. Um, it's, a, it's a song that everybody wants to dance to, a slow dance type rock song. It's a great song. In fact, I saw one of your videos on YouTube when you were singing that live and the camera panned the crowd and there was all these people with tears in their eyes and how, how does that make you feel man when your song the lyrics stuff you put together impacts people to a level where they are actually crying there's you know what there's nothing like it there's nothing there's nothing like somebody telling you or you know looking out there off the stage and seeing that and meeting the fans and then say man this song helped me through a hard time in my life. And, you know, and I've had people say, you know, about different songs of, away from the sun specifically was, you know, somebody come up and say, man, you know, I was literally about to kill myself. I had a gun. Mm -hmm. He said, and I, and I started listening to that song and put it down. I mean, you know, what else can you do in the world? I mean, anybody, anytime anybody's ever told me anything like that, you know, you just won't give them a big hug, you know. And, and, mm -hmm. But that's what music can do sometimes. And Here Without You is one of those songs that, you know, it just really connects with people. And, and, uh, and you know, to look out there and see them sing it back to you. And, you know, especially when it's a song that you kind of had a doubt in, in what it would do. And when you see it connect with people, it's, it's just a tremendous feeling. Yeah, absolutely, man. You guys do a lot of touring. You're known, Three Doors Down is known for a road. You guys, you guys, you know, you're in the studio, and then once you finish up, you guys hit it, man. And you guys are all over the place playing. What, what, what's like the best part of touring, and what's the worst part of touring? Uh, the worst part of touring is, well, it's really long, and you hadn't been home. As long as I had to come home like once every three weeks or something for a few days, I'm good. But uh, if you gotta stay out there and you're out there for two and a half, three months without coming home and you don't get to see your family and stuff, mm. that's the hardest part about it. Uh, the best part about it is just walking out on that stage every night. You know, I don't really, I don't really even watch a lot of the show before before I have to play because I don't want to see the crowd. I don't want anything to mess it up. I just want to walk out there and like it's time. You know, and that's mm. the best part of of, uh, of touring is is uh, going on stage and then usually by the end of the show the best part is getting off the stage <laughs> I'm tired yeah yeah because you, you put so much got to where we move around a lot we move around a lot now we used to not move so much but now man it's like a 70 minute cardio <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah that's great man now when you play overseas in other countries I'm guessing that's a pretty cool feeling too when you have people just from, from different countries around the world that know your stuff. Absolutely, man. And, you know, you get to somewhere that Brazil, we were down in Brazil not too long ago, and, and uh, you know, I thought they spoke uh, Spanish in Brazil, but they actually speak Portuguese. That's right. And I can't speak Spanish either, but, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but that was the biggest language barrier between English and Portuguese. I mean, people, you know, you go to Europe sometimes, if you're in Germany, and it's the person in front of you doesn't speak English, the person beside them does, you know right. what I mean? And, uh, but, you know, you can get by, but down there, man, nobody spoke English hardly at all. No, I didn't, I mean, you know, a few people, but, uh, at the same time, man, you see them out there singing those songs. It's like, how do they even know the words? <laughs> you know, and they, uh, they were a great crowd down there, man. They were wild. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, it just shows you, and we were in, in, in Dubai um, just about three weeks ago, and, uh, you know, you, somebody comes up to you in the mall and it's like, you're singing for three doors down. I'm like, how did you recognize me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just shows you how far, how far music reaches. And, uh, and it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. You know, social networking wasn't, wasn't around when you guys first hit the scene either. So that also helps, man, not only to sell records, but also just to get, you know, where you can interact with fans a lot, a lot easier. And, and, and you do a lot of that, don't you? Absolutely, man. I love, I love that too, man. You know, it, it takes down so many of the walls that have been there before, you know, and they weren't there on purpose. It's just that now, I mean, you are, you are A to B with your fans, you know, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, I have an Instagram account that it's a, just, we, you know, we have our three doors down, mine's Brad, three doors down, and people can go to that, and they see things that I'm doing every day from, uh, petting my dog to riding my horse or whatever I'm doing, you know, and, and, and people like that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, and likewise, you get to see who your fans are, you mm-hmm. know, they're right there. And, uh, you're answering back and forth on Facebook and, and this and that. And, uh, man, it's, it's, it's great. You know, you, you can make a fan's whole week just by retweeting one of them. And I see, I see you do that. You have fans that, give you a shout out and then you retweet them just acknowledging them really really goes a long way with the fan absolutely absolutely you know and, and we see we've done that a lot on this last tour and uh because uh we'll have some we'll have more on one site than than uh than say uh, chris doctor will have but he'll have he has way more twitter followers than mm-hmm. us you know so we network back and forth and you really you know you you, you kind of gain their fans to your sites and, and vice versa and it's man it works out cool and everybody gets to see like what's really going on on the tour you mm-hmm. know because we're taking pictures of them on there throughout the day and you know putting where we are and, or this or that and, and well you know sometimes we'll tweet like that we have kind of like little scavenger hunts at the shows and stuff but we've got to like we had a set of tickets somewhere and they got to ah cool you know you can do all kind of stuff like that mm-hmm. that's, all, that's good stuff um, now you mentioned a little while ago about the band's foundation, The Better Life, which is just an incredible thing you guys do with that. Go into that a little bit more. Tell the fans about about The Better Life Foundation. The Better Life Foundation, we're going into our, uh, actually going into our 10th year this year and uh, of the event. And um, The Better Life Foundation, we started it originally to, to benefit children's charities along the Mississippi Gulf Coast and around through there. And it's just grown and grown and grown and grown, man. And and, uh, and now it, we've we've grown to where we benefit uh, children's hospitals and things like that here in Tennessee, Louisiana, Georgia, uh, Alabama, Florida. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's a great foundation. We have an event every year in Tunica, Mississippi, uh, with a concert, a motorcycle ride. I think this year we're doing a car drive too. Uh, ski shoot, uh, uh, like the course that you go through on that, it's uh, so much fun. And, um, man, it's in, in a big concert. I'm not sure who's playing with us this year so far, but, uh, it's on November 16th down there in, in Tunica, Mississippi at the Horseshoe Casino. And, uh, man, it's a great event and it's for a great cause. But the charity is a dollar in, dollar out. Every, every bit of the money that comes into the foundation 
we pick out things through the year. We raise most of the money at that event. We pick out things through the year that, uh, and we really, we really do look at them pretty hard. And then we, uh, we decide what, uh, what, what charities we're going to fund through the foundation. And, uh, it's, it, it's great, man. It's, it's been a blessing to me in a lot of ways. Yeah, man, it's very, very good, very admirable what you're doing. Got a couple more things for you. I'll let you go. I know you're a busy guy. Um, I wanted, I wanted to ask you this because I had a few musicians that that knew I was, I was going to interview you, and they wanted me to ask you um, if you could share some advice for some bands that are out there that that you know haven't hadn't had the break or the opportunity yet to get a contract signed. What's some advice you can give some bands that have great material that they're just not able to uh, get over the hump yet? I think it's really important for people to get out there and use that social media that we're talking about and really promote your stuff. And I know a lot of guys do. And uh, and but you know the other side of that is that everybody can do that. So you kind of got to break through that fog mm-hmm. of all the bands that are out there on the social media site. But you can do it, you know. But it all starts. It all starts with the song. If you can get that one song to connect, you can you know you can make the ball roll. And it's really. It's hard, and it's changed so much that since I've started, you know, it's a whole different means of getting into the industry now. And, and you know, in a lot of ways, I, I don't, I don't really know. But yeah. at the same time, it all revolves around that one song, man, to get you, to get you in there. And uh, so I would say, just, just try, try, try to write the best songs that you can. You know, it's so true, Brad, because there's there's radio stations out there now that don't even have DJs anymore. It's just all computerized, automated song playlists, pre-programmed. There's not even a DJ to call. That's true. That's true, man. Yeah, I mean, there's not many people at the station there. And, <laughs> and you know, and you're exactly right. <laughs> That's a hurdle, man. That's a hurdle that, that bands these days have to jump that bands back in the day don't. Uh, one more thing. I wanted to talk about some of the influences. Who, who influences you? Um, I'm sure you've met a lot of musicians out there throughout your travels. Is there any one particular musician that you have not met that you would like to meet? Oh, man. Uh, I, you know, I've always kind of wanted to meet Garth Brooks. I've always been a fan of his. I know that's kind of random, but uh, I, I would always, I've always wanted to meet him. And, and uh, you know, so many of so many people I've got to meet, and, and they're all, you know, they're all cool guys. Tour was easy top last summer. All those guys are cool. And uh, I was writing a song last week with Charlie Daniels. Mr. Charlie is one oh, of my I got to meet Charlie Daniels. I got to meet Charlie Daniels about mm, maybe four or five years ago. He was, um, he was, um, he just wrote a gospel record, actually. And he was promoting the gospel record. I think it was, promote, it was um, promoted by Pepsi. And he came to one of the Walmarts down here in, in Pearl, Mississippi. And what a, what a gentle giant. What a gentleman. He is, man. He is a great dude. After Katrina, he came down to, uh, to Pascagoula and played down in the Pascagoula City Park to raise money for the city. Mm-hmm. And the city said that they would pay his expenses to come down here and play that concert. He said, no, you won't. He said, what good is that doing? If you got to pay for me to come down there. Wow. He paid his own way. He came down there and brought his guys and played that concert. And... <laughs> Man, I was with him one day. I got to tell you, the first time I wrote with him was six or seven years ago, and and uh, we got done writing. He said, "Son, he said, I don't give him a cowboy hat." I said, "Mr. Charlie, your hat ain't gonna fit on my big old head. I have a big head." He said, "Son, your hat ain't no bigger than mine." I said, "Yes, sir, it is." And he said, "Well," and uh, 
And he said, well, try it on anyway. And I put his hat on and it stopped about halfway <laughs> down my big old foot. And he said, darn it, sir, you do have a big old head. He said, see what, I'll get you one made to you. I was like, that'll work. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, man, I really, really, really appreciate you doing this, man. I appreciate what you guys do for the troops. You know, I mentioned my nephew in the Marine Corps. He's with the 2-7, and they're coming home. Everybody made it back safe. They'll be back in a few weeks. Um, I appreciate what you do for the Army National Guard, all the troops, man, the whole band, what you guys did for the, you know, I, I live in Mississippi where we survived Katrina, and you guys did a big, big, big thing for, for the victims of Katrina. I, I can keep going about all the good accolades Three Doors Down does, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Give me some closing thoughts. Close, closing thoughts for all the Three Doors Down fans. And you know what? Thank you to every Three Doors Down fan out there. Thank you for 13 years of this so far, and I can't wait for 13 more. And, uh, you know, just God bless you guys, the best fans in the world.